vibes and libido. We are your hosts, Trip and Kiki, the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth. Join us as we delve into all the things you lust, the lies that we tell ourselves, and why our libido drives us to distraction. This is adult-only content, so no kitties under 18, please. Our dialogue is open, honest, and raw. But most of all, we're here to have fun. Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. Alrighty, welcome everybody. This is another episode of your favorite podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. This is your gracious host, Kiki, here with my illustrious co-host, Tripp. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, people. I'm good, Kiki. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Excited about this topic we're going to be discussing today. Um, you know, so, <clears throat> excuse me, Tripp sends me a post that um, I found really interesting as far as the perspective that was presented. And it's in relation to men and women, you know, how we do, so we talk about. And, you know, I really believe a lot of what he's saying um, to be true, kind of have my own opinions about it. We'll get into that, you know, and I'm interested to hear what Tripp has to say about it. So I'm just going to read what the post said, and then we'll go from there. So this was, this was posted by a gentleman, and it's, it's talking about how men support monogamy because it's the best relationship structure to cheat in while keeping their wives sexually exclusive. And so this is what the post said in regards to that topic. So it says, being around men all my life, there's one consistent theme I've observed. Many of, men, many of them want multiple women, but will literally die if their wife slept with anyone else. These men would cheat with reckless abandon, racking up women by the dozen. But if their wives had even one experience, they wouldn't be able to make it or take it. Some women don't understand this, but it's true. Why are many men like this, spoiled and entitled with some solid mommy issues happening, plus being wrongly educated in a toxic society? So how do most men achieve this difficult task? of having all the pussy they want while simultaneously keeping their wives in a box. Monogamy. Monogamy is her box. Their box? No. Her box. He'll make her believe he's faithful to her as a psychological mindfuck so he can cheat with peace of mind. The pressure she is under to be true is immense. All she had to do to prove herself worthy to get into the wife box, i.e. proving she's not a hoe, won't be jeopardized by even appearing unfaithful to him. But here's her mistake. She thinks he's under similar pressure to prove himself wrong. He feels entitled to marriage. Monogamy has made men the gatekeepers to marriage. He feels worthy just because he's a man. He's got nothing to prove. This is playtime for him. Please stop thinking the structure of monogamy is about love for everyone. For many, many people, it's about control. How to lock down another human being while you go out and do your thing or simply to appease your ego. I see you. So that was the post in response to the topic of men's point of views on monogamy. And, you know, it does present a good question 
do many men feel that way? Do they believe that monogamy is just a way to lock her down while he does what he does? Or do they think monogamy is about control? You know, I mean, and I guess they're kind of one and the same if you think about it, that, you know, putting a woman into a relationship to make her feel like she needs to be exclusive and you don't, it is control. I guess that they do go, you know, hand in hand. So, Tripp, I'm really Mm -hmm. interested to see what you think about, because I kind of know some of your your stances on monogamy, you know. how do you how do you see this you know this point of view that he's presenting that um you know just about men really support monogamy because of these issues now before you start i want to start with the point of let's see um men being spoiled and entitled i don't know about the mommy issues <laughs> but maybe i don't know and definitely about being educated in a toxic toxic society. Can't talk. So, because I, I definitely agree with that part. Toxic society. Um, and it made, that point makes me torn. And I, you know, we'll, I want to get into that too. But okay. just overall, because I say I agree. You know, I agree with just about everything he's saying. Not everything. There's a few points in there that I was just kind of like, yeah. You know, and it could be because I'm a woman. I don't know. But, you know, (laughs) overall, I do think that men, a lot of men fall into that whole, you know, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. You know, I could do what the fuck I want to do, but you better not, you know. Right. So what say it you? Well, well, first, before I even get into it, I want to give the poster his proper due and his proper credit. Um, is I'm not pr- sure how to, if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's Rakim CQ, CQ, um, R-A-K-H-E-M-S-E-K-U. Um, I follow this brother and his wife mm-hmm. um, because they, they do a lot of um, coaching on non-monogamy and polyamory. And, um, and, I, and I like how you broke it down. I don't agree with everything. And it's not that we're to agree with everything someone says, yet there are times where someone will say something and you might need to kind of break it down and, and, and look at everything. So to talk about, I know you're saying you want to start at, um, what part was it that you wanted to start at? About what he was saying that, you know, men being spoiled and entitled you know, that there yes. could be some mommy issues and being wrongly educated in a toxic society. So I definitely understand where he's coming from about the spoiled and entitlement. Um, when we look at our society as a whole in America, we're very male dominant, very male driven. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what right. we do is um, about how everything correlates with manhood and a man. And, and it's very patriarchal. Um, and it can border on misogynistic because there's a, it can, it can develop into this hatred of women, even though you don't even realize that's what it is. Um, right. So when, when you sit here and look at why a lot of men do continue to support monogamy, it's just like, I mean, when, when we sit here and t- um, talk about it, like when I first was talking, um, this was a long time ago, 
Kiki, but remember when me, you, and a friend of ours were sitting down talking um, and talking about just being open, being open about being non-monogamous. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know you were like, yeah, it's not for me. But he was like, yeah, I mean, no, that ain't for me because I don't want to, I don't want that drama. I don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. the emotion. I don't want to, I don't, I'm going to just go ahead and keep doing my thing in the background. Why, why bring it up in the light? So, right. Um, the, the, the entitlement is definitely there because there's a feeling that for a lot of men, I can't, I won't speak for every man, but there's a lot of men who do feel that, Hey, this is what I can do. And men are different. You know, it goes mm-hmm. back to that whole, Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Venus. Um, <laughs> and so they <laughs> use that to to justify their actions, to say, hey, it's okay for me to do this, but if a woman does this, then she loses out on her queendom or her sanctity or her, her, her wholeness. It makes her less than. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they use that to justify it, and it's that entitlement. You feel like, I'm entitled to and privileged to do X, Y, Z, to run around and sleep with other people, even though I may have made an agreement with you that I wasn't going to do so. But it's okay. Okay. I'm a a guy. But, okay. But see, okay, let's stop right there because you made a good point. Yes. You know, at some point, they they, men just come to this place of women are, and I even had someone tell me that, you know, someone that I know we were having a, a sort of similar discussion about monogamy, you know, and he was telling me he he places women on a pedestal, you know, that women are supposed to be more than basically. And, you know, that shit kind of pissed me off because I was like, you can't hold me to a higher standard that you're not even holding yourself to. What kind of bullshit is that? That is straight bullshit. But then it, it makes me think as a mother to a son I'm not sure whether I did or did not, but I never, you know, perpetuated this behavior. Like I never shown it, showed him that this was okay. Or maybe I did. and didn't know it. I don't know. Because where does this shit come from? Because I know mothers don't raise their sons to be misogynistic assholes. We just don't. (laughs) That is not what we attempt to raise. But how does this happen? Where does entitlement come from? You may not attempt to, but yeah, you definitely do. I mean, you have a lot of women, especially in in the community, especially like the black community, where you you're having a lot of um, single parent homes where it's a it's a male in the home, and um, you know the mom is treating the son as if he is um, her boyfriend or her husband or whatever, and so. There is, and, and then a lot of women be like, well, I don't want my kids to see me date. I don't want them to see this, that, and the third, because they're they're perpetuating this. Well, if they see these activities, then it's going to make it seem like I'm less than or I'm not as worthy. Um, so it's very little small things that can kind of build mm-hmm. into this this mythology of what women is. You know, where you have a lot of men like, oh, you know, my wife needs to be, you know, saved and sanctified, but I'm going to go and find this hoe in the street and she can, you know, she can give me head and she can do all the nasty, freaky stuff I want to do. Yep. Uh, my wife don't need to do that because she's going to raise my kids. 
you know, and a lot of that. <laughs> but when you really think about it, it's that's what so you ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. But if you don't see, if you don't even see your mother as a sexual being, and and everything that you've seen is is put your mom on a pedestal or put you know the women in your life on a pedestal, and that they are not capable of having sexual desires, having sexual fantasies, having sexual needs and wants to be fulfilled. All you know is they're nurturers. You know, they're, they're here to love unconditionally. They do all of these things. Then what example do you have that they, they have this abil- ability? Right, that's true. You know, and then when you look at it on top of that, a lot of men are, are teaching other men. So if, if this is my thought process, that women, you know, a, a good woman, quote unquote, does this, you know, she doesn't sleep around. She doesn't have multiple men. Um, you know, she's only, she, she has this one dick policy where I need to be the only dick in her life, you know, and then I have a mm-hmm. son, then that is going to be passed down. So it's definitely an entitlement there where we're not really giving people the real about women. And it sucks because right. you don't know where to start. It's hard to figure out where in the world do you start this whole process. Um, right. Because it's scary as a woman. And then as, as a man, I know I can do my part. Yeah, it's also important for, in my opinion, it's also important for women to to start standing up um, for who they are and, and what they are. So, but to answer the entitlement question, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely, I mean, cause like I was talking to uh, my brother about it after I posted and that was his first, I mean, I can tell he felt triggered. Um, like he, he felt like I was coming for him and I was mm-hmm. like, let's, let's just have a conversation. But he got into the whole, you know, Women aren't built that way. We not the same. Everybody want to make men and women the same. And I can do this because, you know, you know, we are, we are chosen and, you know, women shouldn't move the same way as men. And I'm sitting here like, bro, what? And he was like, you know, it's, and this is the, the crazy thing. And that's what the, the whole entitlement piece came in. He was like, um, you know, for, for us, we're not, we don't agree to this whole monogamy thing. It's just something women want. So we just do it because women want it. And then, like, I can tell he was, like, scrambling because he's then jumped into, well, like, for instance, it's not even, like, why do we even call it cheating when it's not cheating? Mm-hmm. But it is cheating if you agreed to do something and then you're sneakily doing the opposite. That's the very definition. Mm-hmm. The the very right. fucking definition of cheating. Like they didn't get mad at the Patriots because they were, you know, they, they were sneakily deflating footballs or sneakily, you know, being sneaky and recording other people's practice sessions. Yep, that's cheating. That 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 is that's against the rules. And you're doing mm-hmm. it sneakily. You're being sneaky about it. So yeah, that's cheating. So, yeah, it's it's just funny how but, that's the that's the thought process. And I mean, even as you were talking about it, now part of it I kind of agree with because 
men and women are different. You know, we see things differently. I feel like women tend to, you know, be more emotional first versus analytical and men are the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? We we want to talk and talk and talk about it. You know, men see the problem, come up with a solution, and they finish with it. <laughs> you know, I mean, we are created differently. We just do. We do do things differently. We think things differently. And our perspectives can be different based on those things. But is it a inherent thing? Because when you look at history, not saying it didn't happen, but it was not publicized or, you know, widely known for women to have multiple husbands, even though it did happen. But that's not what we saw as history. We see that men had, you know, in different cultures, religions or whatever, whatever sect it is, had could have in certain sects multiple wives or a wife and concubines or mistresses. You know, or a wife and a geisha, which is basically a high profile side chick. I mean, so when you look at history, it it is true. It's like men don't desire one woman. Like it's not genetic for a man to want one woman. So, you know, could there be something to that? Well, there's something to that, but it's not just two men. That's the problem I have, and that's the problem even I have in a polyamorous community, where you have a lot of people on this on polyandry. And don't get me wrong, I mean, if that's your cup of tea, that's your cup of tea. That's not the only form of polydynamics, where you mm-hmm. have throughout history civilizations, societies that were matriarchal in in origin that women had multiple husbands. The reason you don't hear about that is that does not support the male ego. That, that It just doesn't. Because think about it. If, if we sit there and we really start thinking about, wow, women could want multiple husbands as well. Women, mm-hmm. you know what? It's even deeper than that. Let me, let me go deep real quick. I was sitting here talking um, to the wife, and we were talking about how you always hear, excuse me, you always hear people say the men, men are providing, they're, they're, they're providing the seed. Mm-hmm. That's a male-dominated point of view. That's not even scientifically correct. Men aren't providing the seed. Women have the seed. The seed is the egg. We are fertilizing that seed. We are germinating that seed. We're pollinating that seed. We're like bees. Right. Right. We are are vital and important, yet the narrative has been changed to take the importance and dominance off of women to make it on men. Because the seed is the, the egg. We go and fertilize the egg, and then that seed is embedded in the fertile soil of the womb. Right. The, the power is in the women. But yet we've mm-hmm. had a male-dominated society that has wanted to drive the narrative away from women, away from their power. And so when you, when you talk about, we don't hear often about um, these societies where women have multiple husbands or um, women are taking multiple men because a lot of societies understood that 
women have the seed. Without that, it you know, conception wasn't going to happen. So yes, you needed a man, but each man may not have strong um, sperm to fertilize the eggs. So it's just like uh, uh, you know, several bees coming and pollinating, uh, pollinating a tree. They saw the same process. And you saw in those societies where you may have two or three or four men um, with a woman, all attempting to impregnate that woman. And then when she gets impregnated, mm -hmm. then they go ahead and they all take care of that kid. So it's just, it's a different right. thought process. Mm -hmm. But that thought process does not support the male dominated ego and mindset and agenda. Well, then, I mean, then that speaks to what you said about, you know, where, where does it begin? It has to start with that, but it's, it's really almost too late <laughs> because it's, it's that's, you know, there would have to be a major shift in, you know, and I mean major in how things are done. Maybe getting a female president might create, start to create that shift. I don't know. I don't know what it would take, but, you know, because that's, something that men have dominated they have completely taken over like you said and and made that narrative to be self-serving and fit well, what they needed to fit absolutely and i think really if one place we have to start is in spirituality and it's funny to me when i sit here and when i sit here and think about it and like we automatically assume that the creator is masculine. We've, we've went and made the creator, whatever you call the creator, masculine energy. And we mm -hmm. don't think about the feminine energy. And in way, there's so many different texts that can show this, that the energy that they, or the words they use to describe the creator would be masculine and feminine, de depending upon the action that it embodied. But we've mm -hmm. gotten so far away from that where we've just driven it to male-dominated. Right. So when we sit here and think about it, you know, it's really getting back to balance. Everything is out of balance. Whether it's more male-dominated or more female-dominated, we all have that energy within us. We all have masculine and feminine, feminine energy within us. It's Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Too many men are so focused on that masculine dominated energy and they're afraid to tap into that feminine, uh, feminine energy. And so they use these tactics to, to then, you know, promote and drive their misogyny, their, their, their gender bias, their, um, their, you know, just outright, what's the word I want to use? You know, their, their desire to be dominant, you know, to be the main mm -hmm. point instead of understanding right. that we have both and it's okay. And that balance will help us create a better future for us all. We'll be more healthy individuals and we won't right. have to sit here and say, you know what, because to truly be, in my opinion, to truly be this man that a lot of people say that they are, this alpha man that they say they are, then say what it is that you need. Be honest about what you need. If you need um, 
to be with more than one person, then you would upfront and say that. You wouldn't you wouldn't sit here and lie, lie, hiding and, and cower. You're lying and hiding cower because you're afraid of the repercussions. You're afraid of living in your truth. You're afraid of so many different things. Yet in the yeah. same breath, you want to call yourself an alpha male. How, that's very beta, if you ask me. Right. And and that's what I, you know, I have this discussion all the time, especially with male friends. I don't understand, you know, and I, I maybe it's not meant for me to understand, but I think it goes exactly to what you're saying. Men are afraid of more of what they're, what they're going to lose than seeing what they could possibly gain. Because Absolutely. the truth of it is, and, and this is why it still boggles and baffles my mind why more men aren't just honest, because the truth is there are so many women out here that will accept it. They won't. And, and, the, and then that goes to the crazy thing, Trip is there are so many of us who accept. I'm going to say bullshit because I don't know any other word for it, <laughs> but we accept <laughs> bullshit, but we won't put a title to it. Because those, the polyamory, polyangy, and on and on and on, if people really were to take a step back and look at what they're doing, you already in a polyamorous relationship, boo. You don't even realize it. Or either you refuse to accept that that's where you are, but yeah, you in a, you in a, you in a triad or you in a V, you know, mm-hmm. what, or Y, <laughs> you know, right. whatever, yep. or an X, you know, and that dude is the center of the X and he got for other people he's dealing with around him. You are in a, you know, a non-monogamous relationship, but we refuse to put those titles because it's like, oh no, that means that says I accept it. That means I accept it. You know, and the reality is women do accept it, you know, and, and, and the ones who really accept it are the ones that men are honest with. Look, I ain't trying to settle down. I got friends. I date. I do what I do. But I need you to know that before we start this thing. There will be so many women who will be like, okay, I'm cool with that too. Because that's kind of where I am. So we good. We can just kick it. But that's the There fear. are women that that's, will accept it. There are women that will accept it. But then the problem is men do not want that reciprocity. They're afraid of that no, reciprocity. No, they don't. And that's the thing. No, so they, they don't, don't want to sit here and say that I'm going to do me because they know it sounds dumb as fuck to say, hey, look, I'm going to do me, but then you just have to be with me. Right. It's like an unspoken rule. Really? But they don't want to, that's what I'm really? saying, they don't want to speak it. And if they acknowledge that they're going to be openly non-monogamous, then parts of them feel like we're going to have to have that conversation about you being non-monogamous. And as you as and then if we have that conversation, I'm going to want to shut that down. And then that's probably going to make it to the point where we're not going to agree. And then you're going to want to leave. And then I lose. And I can't have my cake and eat it, too. So therefore, let me just lie. (laughs) (laughs) God, that is it in a nutshell. Yo, that is it. Yes. Yes, that's it. And and that shit boggles. I mean, even the conversations I've had with dudes who say that shit out loud. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear what you're saying out your mouth right now? Nah, it ain't. Nah, she can't do that. Nah, Mm -hmm. nah. Okay, bro, you out here with two or three. So, nah, she don't. Don't none of them need to be doing. But you, oh, God. And like I said, it's it's very, to me, it's just, it's irresponsible because it's manipulative. And, you know, as a guy, like I said, I've had to grow 
and really check myself and check the insecurities that I had. Because, you know, there were certain times where I felt like, all right, well, now nah, I'm not cool with her doing blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, bro, do you hear yourself? This is dumb. Like, how can you want somebody to accept you for you, but then you can't accept their decisions for who they are? And that's, yep. the, that's the work that has to be done. A lot of people aren't doing that work. And then you, don't, you also don't have a lot of people challenging that um, with their peer groups. So as guys, a lot of times we get together, we shoot the shit, and then somebody says something dumb, and you, you may not have anybody check it. Whereas I'm going to be like, bro, do you, no, that's dumb. That don't even make sense. So um, yeah. you, I, I can't speak for a lot of men, but I know I've been in circles where, you know, I may be the only one say, speaking up and checking something, but then once I do, then other people are like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that is dumb. Yeah, yeah, and they'll still start piggybacking on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I don't know if I if I would have never said anything, maybe nobody would ever, you know, batted in the eye. They would just let the, the, the bullshit fly. So I don't know. But I can say that there is this, this sense of entitlement that this is something I can do. This is something that's cool for me. And it's not cool for you. Very yeah, much. and it's like just yeah <clears throat> and you know and he made another really good point about so yes men set up you know will try to place a woman in the monogamy box for her and the non-monogamy box for him and and then he's made an excellent point about the pressure that a woman is under is mm-hmm. immense that is mm-hmm. the most unfair bullshit ever you know, um, how women work so work so hard to try to get the husband. You know what I'm saying? You know, that pressure to be this, like we were saying before, basically this pious woman who's on a pedestal. You know, I need to be I need to be a freak but not a hoe. I need to be, mm-hmm. you know, open minded but closed off to certain things. Um, I need to be, you know, all of these things. I need to be all of these things to make you be like, oh my gosh, she could be the one, you know, and that is so ridiculous that I have to go through these hoops in the, and in the meantime, you know, dude is like, yeah, I'm gonna get that on lockdown. I'm gonna be good. Then I'm gonna have my wife and my girlfriend. The fuck? Really? And you chilling. That is so unfucking fair. It's, it's, yeah, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Yeah, it definitely because it that, blows that, my mind. That's, that's, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. That's how they do it. Absolutely. And what we have to do is we, we need to start challenging these paradigms because, a lot, of, like I said, a lot of people sign up for monogamy not knowing that there are alternatives. And there's a lot of things that we have to unpack. And I'm not saying non-monogamy is for everybody. It's, you have to figure out what works for you. And you have to be honest. And then you need to have so have That's honest it. conversations. Honest conversations. That's it. Because you do have to be honest with who you are. Yeah. You know, and not and but see we get caught up in we get caught up in society's stigmas and labels. And that's why people don't feel comfortable being open and honest because, you know, I don't know what kind of response you get when 
you know, you tell people that you're polyamorous, you know, is it shock? Is it disbelief? Is it, you know, judgment? You know, is it judgmental? Is it, you know, because it's like, that's not the norm per se, quote, Mm -hmm. you know, and you got to think about the whole society as that, that word right there, the norm, that's the pressure that everybody is under when it comes to really truly being who they are, because there are a lot of men out here who are bisexual, but they live life as a heterosexual and sneak around doing homosexual things. Well, if they would, if they could live their 100% truth, then it would be a, a very different society as we know it. It would be like some, some futuristic shit we see on TV where societies, there's just nothing. It's, there are genders and that's it. There's no more lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything is blurred, you know, but, but people just can't live those truths because of the norms. I don't want nobody to talk about me. I don't want nobody to think I'm this way or that way. Well, what are they going to say if I tell them that this is what I want to do? This is who I want to be. I want to be pansexual. What would my family say? How would they react to that? You know, I mean, it's the norms. That's why we can't, you know, be free, basically. You know, and that's the same thing you were saying earlier, how women get locked into a box where we're not able to express ourselves or be ourselves as sexual beings because then we get labeled because that's not the norm. How you want me to be a freak, but I I couldn't be a hoe? How the hell was I going to learn how to be a freak if I didn't go out there and experiment? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can't. I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody say. Unless dude is just like off the charts, freaky. One person can't teach you how to be a freak. They can help bring out those tendencies, but you add to that. It's a collaboration of shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just my opinion. On you know, I'm just saying how you learn through your sexual experiences. Right. So, but then if I tell you I've had, if I be honest with a man and tell him, I'm I'm just throwing a number out there. This is not my number. I'm just saying. Let's just say I'm. I say, oh, I've been with over 200 men. He would be like, oh, nah, I'm out. But you liked what we were doing last night. I don't, right, you know, right, it's, right. it's, oh, it's, it's so, but if a dude was to say, oh, I've been with over 200 women, it's like, oh, wow, damn, dude. Okay. And the conversation moves on. There's no, there's no stoppage. There's no awe. There's no, oh my God. But if a woman says that, people are looking at her like, damn, were you a porn star? Like, what were you doing? You know, right. you just get all of this negativity with that shit. Yeah, it's it's just it's, it's it's really unfair the pressure that women are under and men don't seem to care or recognize the pressure that women are under trying to prove themselves to be worthy of being the one to get the ring. And that's yeah. the thing, you know, it's it's like <laughs> you're it's like <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. You're sitting here on this quest, this noble quest <laughs> for this ring. And yep. men aren't playing yep. by that same rule. Men aren't playing, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're sitting out here. I guess you're Frodo, <laughs> for those who, who may get this reference, but you're Frodo on this noble quest trying to destroy this ring. And you got, you know, Gollum, you got all these other entities coming out here. Mm-hmm. And that's how women feel, like all these other entities are out here fighting for this ring that I'm trying to get. When in actuality, nobody's mm-hmm. playing by that rule. Men aren't playing by that rule. Not a lot of them. Right. You know, you not have some. And I'm not, I'm not going to say everyone. But you have a lot of men who are not, they really don't even want to be married. Let's keep it real. And, 
And I asked that question of a of a of a friend of mine, and I was just like, if if marriage wasn't really a requirement, like if it's something you really just, you know, I know because people expect you to do it. That's again a norm. Would you want to be married? You know, and I was surprised. The answer was yes. You know, but a lot of people, like you said, don't feel that way. Right. Like if if it wasn't a norm, would men even get married at all? Yeah, and it's just like um. I was looking at, I watched um, Game of Thrones and I was going through, um, I was going through the old episodes before the new ones came on. And I remember that in certain cultures, you have like Westeros, they're very, um, almost like how we were, puritanical, you know, you got bastards, you have marriage and, and things of that nature. And then you have places like Dorne where, you know, marriages, I mean, you can be married, but like Prince Oberyn, he was like, yeah, this is my paramour. And, you know, I have other lovers. She has other lovers, and you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and then you had, um, I always mess her name up. I think it's Melisandre. Melisandre. Um, okay. Um, Daenerys's she was her translator. She's now like her right-hand woman. Um, like her right-hand, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I remember she was talking to um, one of the guys and and he was, you know, asking about bastards. And she was like, well, we don't have marriage in our society. So there is no concept of bastards. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes you think like a lot of what we we do why do we do it are we even thinking about why we do it who who came up with this concept is this something that that relates to you now again marriage is what you make it and you can be married marriage marriage is a construct um can be with multiple people can be with just one person we Mm -hmm. are in a society where they only want to see it as one person now I can go into all the history, the historical um, proof of why we are in a one-person marriage society, and a lot of it does not have to do with love. Unfortunately, a lot of it right. has for property, and we are trying Correct. to trace property and lineage, and it's easier to trace lineage with mm-hmm. one penis policy, especially when you're talking about a patriarchal society. If everything is right. passed down the line through a male a male line and male point of view, then I need to know that my my sperm is the one that fertilized that egg, and I can only do that if I'm the only penis involved. So right, you know, right. So a lot of the the way we think about marriage and monogamy is is wrapped in. Um, some things from history and it doesn't necessarily mean that all of it is horrible. Also doesn't mean that all of it is um, great. You have to, then you have to really start deciphering and figuring it out. And I'm glad that you have more people starting to really shine a light on the darker workings of, of how our society views relationships and marriage. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have yeah. to say this um, because again, that does not mean that non-monogamy in whatever form you choose to practice is the end all be all or everything is cracked up to be. You have to figure out what works for you. 
And you also have to figure out what guidelines and boundaries, you know, works with you. Now, if you are a guy and you feel like you want to be in a one or one penis policy scenario, then I implore you to sit down with who your whoever your loved one is and tell them, hey, look, I just want to be the only penis here. And then have that conversation. How does that look for you? Are you okay with me being the only penis here? Would you want another right. penis? Would you be okay if I may out I may meet somebody and we may get it, you know, get it in. Are you okay with that? Start having the dialogues. Stop being afraid. Because a lot of times what you yeah. want to do is give people the option. Give them a choice. And you'll be amazed that you know, sometimes they'll, they'll surprise you with their choices that they make. And then if they don't make the choice that you would like to see them make, then that's fine. But you don't waste their time or yourself. Yep. And it, and it goes back to what he was saying about, you know, control, that people want to control it how they want to control it. They want to control that scenario, you know, the most self-serving way possible. Yep. How is this going to benefit me the most? You know, if what do I need to tell her? to make her basically do what I want her to do. Right. Which is keep me the single penis and, you know, I get to be in the X. <laughs> I'm the center of the X. I get to do what I want to do. But each each point on the X is isolated and individual. Yeah. Man. And that's the thing, you know. And you're I, right. Go ahead. I, I wanted to say to your point when you said about why are we doing it? That is the most excellent point ever. Why are we doing it? Why, you know, that makes me think about religion in a conversation that I was having with my mother about spirituality, you know, and how, you know, she's, she's a very devout Christian, Baptist, um, full gospel, whatever you want to title it, you know, that's, that's her theory and thinking. And we started having a conversation because I asked just about that same question. Do you even know why you practice Christianity? You know, why you are Baptist? Why, you know, why are we, why are we doing it that way? Because, you know, I've just begun to explore other things and open my mind up to other things. And I, and I said to her, the reason we as black people use that as our base religion is because that's what they shoved down our throats. That's what they made us accept and believe that we had to give up, you know, our gods and our goddesses, our, our true culture and religion as what we practice before we even set foot on the ship. I was right. like, so why do we, why, why are you doing it? That's, that may not be the end all be all, you know, and it's the same thing with, you know, monogamy. You're absolutely right. Why are you being monogamous? Because that's what you were taught, because that's what your family has always done. But is that what you really want? You know, mm -hmm. and again, it goes back to the norms and being afraid of not fitting into the norm instead of just being happy, instead of just being, you know, accepting of who you really are. Mm -hmm. Why do you do what you do? That is a great question. Why do you why do you make women be faithful to you and you're not faithful? Well, because you really go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, finish. Finish the thought. I mean, that was really the end of it. Just you know, why do you why do you have that mindset? You know, what makes you feel like you can't just tell these women, I am not. I don't want to be in a committed relationship. I'm not the commitment type of dude. 
Well, and you not know, only, why and not only just be do that, but women do that as well because there are a lot of women who aren't looking to just be with one penis, and that's okay. And it doesn't make them less than um, as women. It doesn't make them, you know, um, outcast. It doesn't make them unclean. It doesn't make them anything less than than a human person with the desires and wants that they have. And that needs it actually to makes them more powerful because Absolutely. you are standing up for what you want. You don't want to be with just one man and you are willing to buck the system per se and don't give two fucks about what nobody else says. I don't want to be with just one man. And you telling that to a man and be honest about it. I think that shit is very powerful. Absolutely. So on that note, let's wrap it up um, because I would love we, we got to finish this conversation, but let's give, give a little break. But um, again, remember people follow us on Instagram, lust underscore lies underscore libido. You can follow me at talk orgasms with trip on Instagram. And then you can follow um, Kiki at Woodsy. Woodsy. Mm-hmm. 422. It's W-O-O-D-I-S-E, right? Sure. Wait, what? I'm trying to make sure I spell <laughs> it for the people so they can they can have it. Um, w o o d s i e four twenty two. All right, there you go. Um, so yeah, definitely follow us. Um, email us if you have any questions. If you want to, you know, continue the conversation at lustlieslibido at gmail dot com. And again, we appreciate you. Um, thank you for all our loyal listeners and. It's been real. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, we we wish you love, light, and peace. To the next episode. Peace. Bye. This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.